Hello and welcome back everybody to another episode of the Tie My Skates podcast. It's DG and Z and uh, the Flyers are basically in a, in a free fall right now. Um, as we record we're actually watching uh, the Tampa Bay game in the background and it's an absolute bloodbath 6-1 to one, as we're watching right now. Uh, how you doing today Z and what are your thoughts uh, on the Flyers as of now? I know it's bad but I want to so hear bad, from, dude. from you. It's the worst yeah. it's been. I mean, like, how bad has this team been for the past, like, 12 years? I mean, I don't want to necessarily say it was, it's was. it been 12 years, but I would say eight the past ten years. Eight, eight years. years. Okay, eight years. Because, uh, I mean, up till 2012, the team was still, like, kind of good post going to the Stanley Cup and all. Like, they had some yeah, yeah. decent years, you know. But, yeah, since 2012, since, you know, Drew's check on Crosby – it's been pretty bad, and uh, it's yeah, just like I agree where, with you. It's been real bad. Where do right we go now, from specifically? here? Like people are yeah. saying, blow it up. Like that's not it's that easy. Question. We have a lot of big contracts that are hard to. Yeah, move. I don't think I don't think blowing it up is is the way Chuck is going to go. So like, even if you think that's the idea or the path, it's just not going to happen. So yeah. you're going to have to change your thoughts on that. I don't think so. Yeah, I think like Chuck Chuck's going to go down swing in and comcast isn't going to want to like want want to blow it up yeah and we could actually talk about that later people uh wanting comcast to sell the team i'm down for that lately yeah you know owner that that knows what they're doing yeah i mean um who would they even sell to you know we saw the i guess the penguins got bought by or are potentially getting bought by fenway group yeah which could be interesting but uh, yeah, let's get back to how bad we are right now. Do you think? Do you think um, it's been as bad as it was last year when we were losing nine nothing to the Rangers, like around that time? March last year. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I, I pretty much wow, blocked that one. blocked that out of my life, out of my memory. Um, but it's been bad, and and having gone through that last year, we know how bad, it, how much worse it can get. So th- I think it's worse just because like we didn't expect last year to happen again, March last year, because of how many players changed on this team. We thought we, you know, got rid of all the guys that didn't agree with the coach. Yeah, and like, I mean, there is some excuses, I guess. You know, you know, like Hayes being injured and Ellis, and you know now Farabee's week to week. Broussard's out. Broussard's still out. Yeah, I mean. We've had some bad luck, but at the same time, it definitely is the play as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the play is just so bad. They don't have any confidence whatsoever. I don't even enjoy watching the games. Like, I'm literally miserable watching every single game. And it sucks because I know I have to watch them anyway. Yeah. So just, like, tonight trying to, you know, I'm like, oh, sh- I actually saw earlier today, like, oh, shit, the game's on at 6. I get to you know, watch the Flyers lose a little bit earlier today than usual because the game wasn't on at 7. Do you think AV has lost the room? Because I don't – I think they're still, like, pl- like playing I don't for think him. he has. I don't think he has, but I think I think um, just how bad it's been, it's hard to, like, stand behind him at this point from a fan perspective. I don't know about the players. They could still be fully on board with him and his system, but – it's obviously not working right now, yeah. which is like one of the things we're going to talk about because yeah. is Chuck willing to 
or not Chuck, AV willing to change the way he wants the players to play the game, you know, change the strategies the way. I, I mean, don't know. They, they have to try something else at this point. Their uh, eighth straight loss, it's about to be anyway. Um, Probably nine after. Yeah, they uh, play Colorado tomorrow. Colorado. And, uh, yeah, something, something's got to give, you know. They can't just keep losing games, or can they? Yeah, I they definitely can. I know the Islanders are on a 10-game losing streak right now. We could probably match that. Um, obviously, we got Colorado Monday, then I believe the Devils after that. Um, Seven it's one a tough now. road ahead. Yeah. Tampa game. Oh, I know. I, I think I called it out uh, a little earlier that they scored the touchdown or the extra point. Jesus. Rather. It's embarrassing. <laughs> That's one yeah. thing. So we saw this in the in the preseason. Um, we saw like Broussard and Ristolainen and jumping in. Some of the new guys jumping in, defending younger players. Um, maybe in the first couple games there were like a little tussles, guys sticking up for each other. Where has that been? This is the time you need it. There's like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I've there's like nothing good to say about the team right now, and there, it's um, I don't know. I really don't know what to say. In like, the, there's no nothing positive going on. In the Rangers game, did you watch the whole game? Yeah. Did you see when that uh, it was there was an offside? They blew the whistle, and the Rangers player shot it into the net. Uh, I don't Do you remember, remember it. You don't but... remember that? Well, the guy did that, and like no one did anything. Everyone just like skied back to. Oh, yeah, the that's website. the classic thing that people always say that online with. Like, we just don't stick up for our guys. Like, if Carter Hart gets hurt and people aren't jumping him or, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's, like, a disrespectful. I mean, that's an automatic fight in NHL video games, still, if you shoot it yeah. after the whistle. <laughs> I mean, and Braun got boarded things... pretty bad in that game, too. Yeah, my roommate was, like, saying it wasn't even that bad of a penalty. I was like, dude, he was bleeding all over the place. Yeah, the, him getting kicked out of the game doesn't matter because you guys are going to win anyway. Yeah. You know? It's just, it didn't matter, yeah. But I think that them not, like, going after guys after the whistle like that is part of just, like, the way they feel right now. I feel like they're not confident, and they don't think they're going to win games. So when you are when you feel like that and, like, mentally, it's just it's hard to stand up for people. It's just hard to, like, make the right decisions, including, including that. I, w- I went back and I listened to uh, Joel Farabee. He was on the Snow the Goalie podcast. Mm-hmm. And... He was, ta- he, he was talking about how big confidence is, and he was talking about specifically how Coach Yo helped him with something or gave him good advice. But he said about confidence, uh, once he gained some confidence, the goals started to come. And then he said confidence is a really big thing in this league. When guys are playing confident, that's when they're playing their best. And like you said, so the clearly, players are playing with zero confident. confidence right now, and it's showing. They're yeah, not scoring. I mean, uh, a guy specifically, JVR, who's uh, I actually saw a stat that Braun has more points than JVR on the season, which is just a wild stat. But, like just solely based on how well JVR actually played last year, like it's it's really surprising and it's disappointing that he doesn't seem like he's playing up to par. I mean, true. Braun with eight points, JVR with six. Yeah, and what what game were we at? Like twenty four or something like that. Yeah, 21. 21. Six points in 20 games. Two goals, four assists, minus four. Yeah. 
It's not good. Seven million dollars, baby. Only two more years, though. He he's one of the guys. Uh, they need that, to get rid of that trade deadline. As much as I love him and I respected his whole career here in Philly, it's just like it is time to move on, and it's just something that has to happen. It. Do you think we can move him at the trade deadline? I think we can. I don't. I don't think it'll be a good trade for us. Yeah, we'd probably like. What do you mean, like not a good trade? What like, do you think? We probably have to be? retain salary, and we'll probably get like a low pick or something. Damn, I don't even know if that's worth it at that point. Like, how much are we gonna retain? Two mil, something like that. Yeah, maybe to relieve us of five, like Unless, get like a third so round thinking, pick. To... So, um, Chuck had his press conference right. Mm-hmm where he was pretty candid about what the flaws were with the team. He said they don't have anyone to score. The power play is really bad. The power play has been bad. They haven't had like a trigger man on the power play. Um, it's the personnel. I don't really think it, you can you can blame it on the coaching. It's on the players. Do you think Chuck has something in the works? He may have something up his sleeve. He's being you know, a little candid and a little confident in his uh, blame on the players. Yeah, I mean, maybe he does have some trades developing. Um, I think last episode we talked about Tarasenko a little bit. He's a guy I would really like the Flyers to take a shot on. Um, but like, it's tough. I don't. I I don't know. It must be a very secretive thing because I don't know any players that the Flyers are going after right now, other than like maybe Tarasenko, and that 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 could just be a rumor. So but, the Vancouver Canucks are in a similar situation as the Flyers, except there's more of a calling for the head of the uh, GM and the coaching. Okay, so what there, about Elias so. Pettersson in that situation? I don't know if they'd give him up, but there's they're dangling like Brock uh, Besser, JT Miller, and I think Brock Besser. Yeah, JT and Brock Besser would be two guys I I would want. I don't know what the flip. Who would you ship out? Back uh, would be JVR, TK, and another player, or a pick. It'd probably have to be more than that. Yeah, probably have to be more than that. I don't know. Like, I love TK. I, I don't know if I could get rid of him like that, but he is definitely like the type of player that would have to go back. Maybe, maybe in San- order for Sandheim, that to happen. TK, JVR. That's a big trade. Yeah, I mean, they have to make the money work. But if they would have to make the money work, that's a lot of money going to Vancouver. Yeah, and they, they, and they probably yeah, are in a cap situation. They're in a really bad cap situation actually because they have that Ekman Larson contract. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're just spitballing I'm, here. I'm, I'm pre- yeah, exactly. I'm praying Chuck has something up his sleeve because I can't. Like last year, remember he said like it took years off my life. Like I can't have that happen again. Yeah, and he it's, used the word, it's starting he said, to feel like that now. He said there was again. a malaise in the locker room. And what does malaise mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, a calm. Yeah, like uh, you know, I know it was like a. Uh, Everyone was like uneasy, like some is something like uh Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's hard you can't really put a word on it, but there's like an uneasiness about everything. Like mm-hmm. no one was happy. No or, one was happy. Or, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure it's starting to trend that way now. And that shit like spreads too. Yeah. If if a couple players feel that way, like everybody in the locker room is gonna feel that way. It's just kind of like if you're around these people all the time, like Imagine Giroux, the captain, who's always trying his fucking ass off, is sitting there after the game with his head down, just, like, so pissed and, like, basically distraught or whatever from how bad it's been. Like, eight eight losses in a row. 
Yeah. Like everybody around him is going to feel like shit as well. Yeah. And so and that's stuff. That stuff's tough to turn around from. So I like listen to because, you know, we we live in Flyers Twitter land, so we are always yeah. hearing what each other think thinks about these players. So I always like listen to outsider podcasts or podcasts of different teams that are outside of our division, uh, and like what they think about the Flyers. Um, and I was listening to it's a Steve Dangle podcast. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. It's big on they're on like uh, he's on Sportsnet or whatever in Canada, but yep. Um, they were talking about the Flyers, and they were saying the Flyers aren't scary. There's nothing scary about the Flyers. The, they were like, when we were growing up, the Flyers were scary. You'd be like scared to go play in Philadelphia. They don't have that. They don't have that identity, and they they don't have an identity right now. I think that's very true. And I don't I think mean, I don't think scary needs to be your identity, but you need to have an identity. Like you, when when you go play the Boston Bruins, you know what you're going to get for you know they played pretty much the same yeah. way for the past like. 15 20 years i mean hmm. what would you want the flyers to move towards in terms of an identity then in that situation back to the broad street bully type no, days when we have be, like, i think speed i yes. want a team like the hurricanes i want that i was gonna are say moving the puck the around Panthers. the ice so quickly you can't even yeah speed and transition and don't even like worry about defense because you try to play the whole game in the offensive zone like just defensemen who are fast and can get the puck up ice and, you know, beat it, beat them in transition. I would like that. I mean, that's, that's ideal. Uh, but we do, ha- because like we do have a lot of slow players right now. So yeah, I mean, that's the issue. You got to get fast players. <laughs> I always thought like fill the bottom six with fast players. Like why not? Like, yeah, like I really like McEwen right now. I don't know if he's necessarily fast. He's probably one of the but, fastest players on our team. But just the way he's been playing, I wish everybody he's played like that. Up his ass. But like a guy like uh, Athanasiu, remember that guy in Detroit? I think he's on LA now, and he's um, he's probably he's like on trade bait list. But like someone who's just freakishly fast. Yeah, Larkin. Yeah, Larkin. It would have never happened. But um, I, w- I actually want to like try to spin things slightly. Not actually, not even spinning things slightly positively. It, it's tough to do something like that <laughs> while the team plays as badly. But I just want to like take a look at the standings because just based off the way the season's going right now for all teams, I feel like uh, the top three in the division is pretty much out of reach because you got Washington at fifteen four and six, the Rangers at sixteen four and three. And the Hurricanes at sixteen six and one, so thirty six points, thirty five and thirty three, for those three teams respectively, um, and we're sitting at uh, twenty right now, so over ten points behind on all three of those teams. I don't think we're catching. Like that's a big gap. It's tough to play catch up in this league. Yeah. I mean, but the you know. It's possible, but like, is, is that what we're going to be every year? <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, I mean, we really can't uh, be playing for behind, but at, at this rate and just looking at the standings, it's it's what's going to happen this year. Um, you got teams like Detroit, Pittsburgh, Boston, Columbus, New Jersey ahead of us. Um, out of those teams, I would say Boston's the only one I really do or I, I'm afraid of 
I think so. We, I think we should be able to like make the playoffs. I think we're better than a majority of those teams. It's just Boston's like maybe the only one there. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I still think Pittsburgh has a shot at yeah, making the playoffs. As always, I don't think we can't count them out. I don't think they're built to go deep in the playoffs, but they'll first round, second round exit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's if we don't take that spot. Yeah. But all I'm saying is it's just at this point, just like Washington, New York, and Carolina, it, it looks like nobody's catching them. Like it looks like that's going to be the three yeah. uh, in the Metro. It's kind of weird because I think we had, I guess, remember our standing projections in uh, way back? Mm-hmm. I think we had the Islanders, <laughs> Washington, and then Flyers. I think that was like both of our one, two, threes. Yeah, we thought Carolina got worse losing Dougie yeah. Hamilton. And they did, they yep. did not. <laughs> they did not, which is kind of crazy because they're apparently they're like their a, power play has been struggling a little bit because he was the point man. But they've yeah, been crushing. I mean, sixteen six and one. Yeah. I think they're doing an okay job. <laughs> but look at I'm, I'm looking at standings now: seven and three at home, nine three and one away. That's an, like Ridiculous. that's an impressive. And, the, and the Rangers people are like, oh, the Rangers are just like they're. They're like uh, playing way way above what they are, and I'm like, are they though? I think they are slightly, but I think because they're so young, when their talent's doing well, that they're just incredible. And Shesterkin's also just a yeah. I think especially amazing. Yeah, especially when like their their young guys make mistakes, he's there to bail them out. Hopefully, he's not injured for them. As much as I hate the Rangers, I don't want a guy like Igor to be hurt. Like. I mean, I like watching good hockey. Like it's okay that the Rangers are good. I guess I'm not happy about it, but you just said Carolina's I, home and away. Like Rangers at home, eight one and one away, eight three and two. Yeah, they've been good. I too. mean, barely a four losses in regulation. It's insane. Like we're and we're eight eight ten and four now. I guess right. Yeah, we're eight ten and four. So. We're not catching those guys. Yeah. It's a foregone conclusion. Yep. Do you um what's up do you want to talk about Chuck's press conference a little bit? Or do you want to move into your uh <laughs> your segment? Let let's go to my segment because we re- re- already uh touched on Chuck a little bit earlier. Okay. Yeah. So we got a new segment. Probably not gonna do it every single episode, but Z if you want to introduce it. Alright, this is uh stat the, the stat guy Z's corner, I guess. I've got some stats for uh, DG. He's going to yeah, try to ha- guess. I haven't heard him yet. He hasn't heard these <laughs> yet, so I'm going to quiz him a little bit, see what, what where he thinks his flyer teams stand just on watching them play versus what the numbers say. So uh, what do you think are the flyers' power play percentages? These, all these numbers are before the, um, the game tonight against Tampa. Okay, so I know it's low as fuck because we've had like five power play goals in the past like 50 attempts or whatever. So I'm going to say it's probably somewhere around 10%. 10.9%. Ooh, right on. You were right that's, on. And I mean, uh, that's horrible. What do, what do you it, think that's that's good for in the NHL? What, uh, what rank? What rank? Yeah. Dead last. It's only 29th. That's that's pretty close to dead last. Yeah, behind us are the Coyotes, the Devils, and the Islanders. 
Coyotes at 8.6%, Devils at 8.2%, and Islanders at 77 The Metro just absolutely atrocious on the power play, it looks like, I guess. What Unless about, you're the let's Capitals flip it. or Rangers. So let's flip it. Penalty kill. Where, where do you think the penalty kill percentage is, and where do you think they rank? Um, so that, I would say they're slightly better than the average. I'm going to say they're probably around like between 80 and 85%, so I'll guess like 83 Okay. And where, Am I right on where again? Where do you think they rank? Are you going to tell me after? Yeah. Um, because if I don't know the actual thing, you're, this is the better way of doing it. Um, I'm going to say like 12. 12? 12 yeah. to 83? Okay. They they are... Uh, you don't like that? <laughs> <laughs> Before the Tampa game, they are an 88.1%. That's good for eighth. Oh. Eighth in the league on the power. On okay. The so you know what that tells me? It tells me that Mike Yao is yep. a good coach. Yes. On the flip side, the power play being basically last place yes. tells me Michelle Tarian, not a good coach. Not a good this coach. is like fifth grade assumptions that we're making here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Hey, at least something's going well. I would take the PK being good because I think last year that was something we struggled on, so it's good to know that we're improving upon that at least, even okay, though so everything else is going to shit. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a couple more for you. So the uh, okay. the Flyers have played ten games in which they've scored the uh, the first goal. How many wins? Yep. How many losses? Uh thinking negative right now i feel like so they scored the goal first goal 10 times yeah so far this year i'm gonna say they've probably won like only 50 percent of those well yeah uh 60 percent and they have uh okay six wins one loss in regulation and three overtime losses wow okay so when they do score the first goal they tend to get points at least and then we'll flip it. I'm surprised by the one regulation loss there, actually. When when the other team scores first, what do you think their uh, record is? Oh. Win percentage. Well, six. We only have eight wins, so. Do the math. <laughs> I'm going to go with, like, one. One. <laughs> one win? I'll go with one. Yeah. <laughs> well, before, yeah, two wins before the uh, game tonight. Well, I'm an idiot. I should have said yeah. two. Yeah. Fucking dumb. Two it was two. <laughs> yeah. Fucking six, two wins, eight. Eight losses and one overtime loss. And that's good for eighteen percent. They win eighteen percent of the time when the other team scores first. That's what was the percentage for good. when we score first? Sixty percent. Like, oh, sixty? Yeah. But obviously it's like ninety percent points or getting at least a point. Yeah. So you can like so that's where like these statistics and stuff like we talk about like analytics and all this stuff all the time, like saying sixty percent, but like I like to think of it more as ninety percent the Flyers are getting a point when they score first because points are what matter in my in my mind the most. Yeah. So I I think the not like, you know what I mean better though. Just the way to look at the analytics differently is like Yeah, gives so you a different what were opinion. you are you surprised about anything there? Any of the stats not rattled through? Not really. Penalty kill didn't I mean, surprise we, you a little bit? Yeah, actually, I'll give you that. I think the penalty kill was like a tad higher than I was expecting. I think a good penalty kill needs to at least be eighty percent. So the fact that it's you know almost up to ninety 
is pretty impressive. And that means that Mike Yao officially not on the shit list. It's Mike Yao. It's Yo. just AV and so Mike his, or Michelle right. Tarian. Mike Yao. Yeah, oh, sorry. It's Yo. Yeah. Not Yo. Yao. No, it's Yo. The Mike. E throws me off. Yeah. So do you, did you look at the Flyers league rank yet? Do you know um, where they rank in the league? I don't, but I'm assuming in the 20s. Yeah, they're, they're 24th. Yeah, you want to so know I the mean, teams behind them? And tell me if you think the Flyers, this Flyers team should be around these teams in the standings. Teams behind them yeah. are Seattle, Buffalo, Chicago, Vancouver, Montreal, Islanders, Ottawa, and Arizona. Yeah. I mean, that's their company. That's right so bad. So bad. At least we're above those teams, but that's just brutal to think I about. I mean, we're tied with Seattle in terms of points. Buffalo's one point behind us. Chicago's two points. Vancouver's two points behind. So it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we could be behind all those teams. We could be 28 after tomorrow. Well, if that means. Oh, we don't even have a first round picnic this year, do we? Oh, we did. Um, we, we traded. Did. We Never traded mind. Last I'm sorry. Cool. So we still do have our first. So, hey, guess Same we can right? get excited about another prospect if <laughs> oh, we want. <laughs> See him in fucking ten years. But um, yeah. Let's um. I say we let's roll up to the next topic. Let's talk about obviously because we're talking about coaches now, uh, with the PK and how good that's been. Let's talk about like the current coaches. Um, if they were to get fired, obviously that's doesn't seem like it's a possibility right now. Um, but if they do, who could replace them? And also to look, talk a little bit about the current coaching strategies. So Z, if you want to lead off, uh, I know you have strong opinions in regards to the way AV's been coaching this team. Yeah, so when your team's playing this bad and you just changed a bunch of players and you don't want to change your coaching staff, and you don't want to get fired as a coach, what's logically the next thing you should think about changing, DG? The way you play the game. Your systems, right? Your strategies. So uh, if you guys don't know, they play a very aggressive forecheck where two forwards come in on the forecheck, one's supposed to stop the D-to-D pass behind the net, and one's supposed to attack the puck carrier. And then the third forward like hangs around the blue line, and then the 2D drop back. A lot of times that third forward also pinches, and they and they get the puck past him, and um, you know there's and an odd an man easy, rush the other way, rush. and it's an easy out out of the zone. So when you don't get in on the forecheck, when the second guy doesn't get uh, the defenseman, cover the other defenseman for the uh, behind-the-net pass, they can go D to D and out the zone so quickly. And it happens all the time. And our like these players just are not built to play that system, to be that aggressive. They don't have the speed. They don't have the uh, physicality to play that way. Like NAK probably yeah. played it the best, to be honest. Besides all the stupid penalties he took, he was like really good at getting in on the forecheck and getting the puck loose. Yeah, I think this team probably needs to focus more playing a, a one-two-two forecheck, being more conservative trying to like you know take the gaps away from players yeah. instead of trying to push too much because you're right i don't think this team is fast enough to make up for those mistakes when a uh you know a guy tries to pinch instead of staying back yeah and you can i mean like every guy in the league knows how to play a one two two right 
They have to. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. Like everyone has got to play 1-2-2. Two, two. And, everyone and growing can, up learned how to play it. You know, you it's 2-1-2 two, two or 1-2-2 one, two, two, or 1-3-1. One, one. You learned those are like the three most basic uh, four checks. Like those are your options. If you can't, if you're not fast and aggressive enough to play that the aggressive style, you go to a 1-2-2, two, two, you let them sort of skate into into your you know defense, right? Drop back a little bit, you get one four checker. Maybe he'll like get the puck loose, and then you know you can press a little bit. But you want to take up more space in the neutral zone because we're getting beat so often in transition, and then also it's just tiring on the players to play this four check where they're just always going in on the puck and turning the puck over and turning the puck over and turning the puck over because they keep dumping it. They don't even think. They don't even look up. They don't even see who's open. They just they're robotic. They just dump it. So that's the first thing I would like to see change, the forecheck and uh, maybe their neutral zone. Like, I don't know. Like, A.V. said the, his last interview, like, oh, we got to win games. We got to find a way to win games, like, 1-0 and 2-1. Like, maybe we have to, like, clog the middle and play, like, a little more defensive. But we just lost 7-1. How's that for defensive? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're able to play the defensive approach right now. Because everyone's so, can. like, I don't know, <laughs> broken. Yeah. It's broken times in Philadelphia right now. And for, it really is, like, the goalies have been the, the bright spot, and now they're even, like, Carter Hart's getting, like, he got lit up tonight. Like I know. One of them was his I, fault for, like, turning it over on the power play. but like, Yeah, still. but it's whatever. It goes back to there last year. Like, you see he, way. like, flung that puck out at, right after the goal. It's just, yeah. like, he's frustrated because... He can't do anything about it. He can't put the puck in the net. So, and it's not even like it's Stamkos and like Hedman it's scoring nobody's. these goals. It's Boris Kutchuk and Ra- Taylor Joseph Radish. Matthew or Matthew Joseph. <laughs> Matthew like, Joseph. Oh my gosh. Like, not no names, but like that, that was one kid's second goal of, of this of his NHL career. His first was last night against Boston, and then the other guy, the other kid's first goal, first NHL goal ever. Yeah, I usually watch these games downstairs in the living room with my roommates. Thank God I didn't today. I watched it in my room because I was just sitting here watching goal after goal after goal. This is fucking brutal. That we literally can't have nice things. I don't. I I swear. Yeah. This is like a curse. Like what happened? What did we do? And how do we lift this curse? Because I can't take it anymore. I literally can't. I only like like. For people that don't know, I only like the Flyers. I don't really care for other sports. Like I'm an Eagles fan. I love mm-hmm. like I play fantasy football. I love football. So like as a sport, so I am an Eagles fan and I enjoy watching them win. But like when they lose and stuff, it's like all right, they lost whatever. When the Flyers lose, like I I feel that feel in my it. like soul. So like the Flyers are it my hurts. one team, and the fact that I physically haven't been able to have a fun time with them fucking sucks and it's painful and i can't i really can't stand it anymore not looking forward to watching the fucking abs game tomorrow night might end up like playing xbox and just having the abs on the background on my laptop just so i can actually like somewhat try to have fun tomorrow (laughs) i don't know man it's it's tough tough times man so we were talking about av systems i'd like to see him change the four check um and their neutral zone approach think those two can be like huge different makers and maybe I'd like just him to change step away from the dump and the power play step away from the dump and chase and then let and then we'll talk about power play which like i guess av said that power play is his job too but like he picks the players who are on it 
Tarion has thoughts to pick the strategy. And right now they have no strategy. Not even right now. This entire year, last year, whatever, they've had no strategy. They, they'll dump the puck three, four times on the power play, and it'll get sent out of the zone right away. They can't but enter the zone. They <laughs> everyone, We've done this. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. We've done this like multiple times talking about the power play, but let's let's go back and forth like, I guarantee you we can each like give like one thing that can be improved upon so easily on the power play. Um, if you want to start first. You want just, specific things or just like general Just specific ideas. things that are so obvious that would just make the power play better okay, overall. Like, uh, can I say like movement? Like I feel like everyone's standing still. Yeah. There's so like no cycling movement. the puck, like play your movement. Instead of, move your fucking instead feet. of like G being on the right boards or whatever, like going behind the net and then G coming to the point or like being yeah. on the side. Yeah. Guys changing positions, knowing how to run the power play, but guys being in different positions than they're used to being. G in. will move it, around and he'll go up and down, but no one else on the ice is moving. They need to move yeah. as a group around the net. So for like people that don't probably. understand it, I know there's like people that watch like the flyers and stuff and they're, they're not totally understanding like these systems and stuff so like if drew's on the right boards where he's been like most of his career and connecting behind the net like literally as simple as drew passing to connect and and connect coming to the half boards and g going behind the net just moving and cycling the puck so that the defenseman and the penalty codes on the the uh op- opponent um just are you know thrown off a little bit yes it's, it's simple stuff like you that have that could a man potentially advantage. help you have a man advantage on them when you're standing still they can cover they can play a zone and cover everybody if everyone's standing still they know where everyone is they can cover everybody yeah and so like one one thing i would say is also like fair be in a shooting position on the left or i guess right boards how have they not tried that yet how have like they not him tried getting one timer feeds from drew or like you know connect near atkinson from down low like i don't know why like he's probably got the best shot on the team if you go back and look at the 20 goals fairy scored last year he has the best one-timer and maybe wrister on this team yeah so just shot in general he 100 has the most accurate one-timer on the team do you recall them trying that at all this year? No, I, don't I always think they remember have. seeing Farabee high up at the point, or like low in the like in the Giroux spot, or like in the uh, like heart in the middle Shen middle spot. I have not seen him in the yeah. Voracek spot. We'll call it position. Yeah, exactly. That that is the Voracek spot, and he like when we you talk about Tarasenko a little bit. Want like I want him. Probably not going to get him. But Farabee could do what Tarasenko does on the Blues and just rip shots from there. Yeah. And I know Drew's capable of setting him up. Yeah, I mean, but it's week to week, so it's not too bad. He'll be back. Well, AV goes, it's week to week. Could be two weeks, could be four weeks, could be six weeks. We're not sure. (laughs) That was the quote. I'm thinking it's going to be like close to a month. Yeah, probably. I don't know. We'll see, dude. Everyone's getting fucking um, injured. Go ahead. So in regards to strategies, and we've been talking about the power play a little bit. If you want to add anything else, uh, you can. But do you want to talk about potential coaching replacements, even though it's it's looking not likely that that's going to happen? Yeah. Um, sort of the options out there are mostly, you know, old school coaches who are still around, sort of. There's Tortorella, which personally I would not like him as a coach. Very... Uh, defensive coaching style and 
um, he's a dick. Like he plays like bad cop dick, and that's what I don't, like I don't AV think he's gonna help our young AV guys. and Tarion do that. They play. They're both bad cops, and when you're when they play bad cop and you're losing, shit gets old real fast. Yep. So yeah, Torts. Um, obviously, Flyers fans biased Briere as a potential replacement yep. for Michelle Tarion. He's come up recently as a potential GM of the Montreal Canadiens, but yeah. I don't know if he'll and, make that jump. From uh, yeah, I don't think he'll make that jump. I mean, it would be cool to see him as a GM, but personally, me, I, I mean, think, I think he'd be better suited as a coach because I think his hockey IQ and, and knowledge of the game. Yeah. He would be, a power would be better used on a team like as a coach and like trying to help a team get better i don't know why Whereas, he's not like, a, power a gm's coach. more of a businessman i don't know why he wasn't made head coach of the phantoms yeah i mean da- danny would have been a great head coach for the phantoms I, it, it is still weird that the perrier this makes no sense is being treated so well by the organization just because he took a shot to the face it's in crazy. our cup run it's nuts it's crazy. At least Frost finally got up and is still and is still doing well. Like even tonight, you still noticed him out there, and it looks like he belongs. I, That's like maybe one of the few positives we got going. So they moved him to wing tonight. Yeah, and, and he, he looked, looked fine. way better. Yeah, he doesn't have the defensive responsibility. I think every young player who's like a center should start wing. We saw it with Giroux. Like playing center is fucking hard in this league, especially if you're going to play top, like middle six center. Yeah, and if we got Hayes and. Broussard coming back soon, Law in and, and Coots. He doesn't need to play center right now. Let him work on his offensive game. Yeah, and then, like, as his career goes on, he'll focus a little bit more on defensive. But let's, like, he needs to get the offense rolling why, first because like, we need the offense. I don't like that we have to, like, make him play defensively. Like, let him be the best. Like, let him do what he's good at. Like, just set him free yeah. offensively. To be honest, he's his his vision and the way he's able to like I mean, make really passes, is passes is arguably like some of the best I've seen in the Flyers in a bit, like comparable to Drew or like Voracek. We'll see that we got people see shit on Voracek. I don't know like why, 20... but Voracek was an unreal passer. Oh, yeah, he was an amazing passer, but Frost played like whatever twenty odd games. We'll see if he can stay consistent. Um, we were talking about coaches, Torts, Rear, um, Rick Tockett, You know, coached mm-hmm. a few years in. Arizona. Yeah, he's another defensive styled coach though, which means you would have to get a offensive coach to compliment him. Yeah. A, a Taka Briere combo would be nice. It would Taka be very Breer nice. Bench. Two Flyers um, alum. I think what you get from Taka though, I think the players would really respect him though. I agree. Yep. Um and so I, I would I wouldn't be opposed. He's probably of the uh, go ahead, you're gonna say the third. Yeah, guy. Bruce Boudreaux. Longtime coach in uh, Minnesota, coach. I think he coached in uh, Anaheim as well. I think he has a winning record with both teams, but uh, always like playoff exits. He's, yeah, he's not the guy I'm looking for. No. I don't I'd want rather stick with AV dudes. at that point. Tockett's the only one that somewhat interests me. I don't know if it would even work out, but I, you're right. The respect factor and the fact that he's a Flyers alum, alum you know? Yeah. I think his game's game and coaching style would be similar to uh what's his face that's uh coach of the blues baruby baruby yeah i feel like that's the coaching style you that mean we the would one get that won him. a cup yep exactly oh, okay. and i think i think Tockett would be even more respected probably or who knows but i think it's similar to that 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's a money thing at this point, I guess, or else they would have fired him already, probably. Yeah, and that is a problem. Especially, like, the thing is, like, Comcast makes, like, so much money they can't afford just to buy out his whatever. I think he makes, like, $5 million a year, which means just pay him $10 million and go get a new coach. So I don't think they're going to win a game until at least two coaches get fired. Or they change the system, which I don't know. You don't, I don't think, think they'll win a game. I don't think they're going to so win the game. So if Chuck decides not to fire anybody, you think we're going to lose every single game the rest of the way? Well, no, that's a little, I guess that's exaggerated yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, the Avalanche game, at I don't, I don't, as of I right now. with losing every game this week. And they play five, uh, five games in is, seven days. Yeah, that is out of reach. The Devils, winnable. But probably not. But probably not. Vegas, probably not. Arizona, you have. If to, we don't win that prob- game, fucking like, hang me, like we, Jesus. We beat them what, like one zero in overtime <laughs> last time we. No, played? we beat them three to one. Oh, three, I believe. Three to one. I thought it went to overtime. Or three nothing or something like that. I remember Coots. Uh, remember no, the Coots no, goal. Right. Yeah, it ended up being three nothing. Shut out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, you can hear the airplane flying over Philadelphia. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, one guy we haven't really talked about. Do you think Wade Allison makes a big difference on this team? He's Whew, skating and dude, playing at the Phantoms. Completely skipped my mind. Yes, I think Wade Allison can bring a type of energy that could rejuvenate this team for sure. Not saying it will, but he's the type of player and character, much like Hayes in a way. Like These are the kind of guys you want in the locker room right now, especially when we're playing like shit because yeah. they'll lighten up the mood and keep people happy well with all the injuries if he's playing and he's healthy they'll probably call him up soon yeah i agree uh Fair where do you think he'll start of... fourth line or third i mean i would honestly put McEwen back to the fourth line and put wade allison on yeah. the third line was McEwen on the third tonight yes and oh, Lin- okay Lindblom well, that's has been playing decision. the fourth line which like he's just like a person on that line you know what i mean like you don't get anything from Lindblom. He, you're not going he needs to. to be he... With, you just know he's not going to be terrible back there. Yeah, he, he's going to be he's going to be good defensively, but he needs to be playing with two, like, more offensive-minded players. That's where he succeeds at, like, going in the dirty areas, getting the puck along the boards, and you know, tipping the puck. I mean, what about a Coots Lindblom Faraby first? I think line. you go Coots Lindblom. You bring together the the Coots Lindblom TK line, but I even think like. I don't know. I think Cooch should I would be do with that. Drew. I would do that as... Yeah, I do think Cooch should be with Drew. Cooch has been like a little unlike himself. Yeah, I think he I think he has a nagging too. injury, and it's just like they don't have center, so what the fuck He can't be... In, if he gets injured, we're absolutely fucked. Yeah. So, it's just... It is what it is. Um, Do you want... This has been a very negative episode. Do you want to go <laughs> into post-game? Yeah. You know, I think we're rolling on about 45-ish minutes right about now. I don't want to keep lingering to the dark side talking I about mean, all this not, shit. There's not much happy to talk about. They've been exactly. shit <laughs> on an eight-game losing I know. streak. I'm hoping by next episode some fun stuff happens. Yeah. If not fun stuff, some like Crazy you know shit. firings or a trade happens. It's um, tough, dude. Like, No one's making trades this time of year, I don't think. I know, and there's going to Plus be a Vancouver. Christmas freeze, right? Yeah, and then just coming like, up. 
if we have to wait till February to make a trade, what does this team look like in February? Not good enough to be buying. Yeah, possibly. actually, so as we are in post game, one of the topics that we can bring up, if it comes down to being a seller, praying to God, we still somewhat turn this season around. What? Who are guys that you think are on the block? Sanheim. Uh, yeah. Well, Ristolainen, obviously, because he's an expiring contract. Yeah, and but I would I don't, honestly argue that the Flyers, the Flyers should trade Sanheim and then sign Risto. What do you think he'll sign for less than $5 million? I think you could get him around $5 million for like four to five years. I would do like a three to four year deal with him, probably four. And you go Risto York four for Four for $20 million, you know? Four years, $20 million, five a year. That's something I would like to see Risto be at. And then trade Sandheim for I don't know. Because he's got two years left, so that's like more interesting contract for we a team a that's forward. a top contender to want to take on. If we can get like a, I guess, Besser. Like trading. Honestly, Sandheim for Besser, would you do that? I don't know if Vancouver would do that. We'd but probably would you need do like it? picks too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If it was Sandheim, I would picks, probably. Like, I don't give a shit about picks if, anymore. If we were giving up on the season, I would trade Sandheim for Brock Besser. If we weren't, I think that's kind of stupid because we need, need defensemen. Defense. Yeah, yeah. But you say we're but selling. But if the season's over, get rid, flip, get some what you can for Sandheim, and then next year York will most likely be on the team, and you could obviously always sign a player. Yeah, I'd want York. I mean, I think Zamula will be okay. I just don't foresee him becoming a top four guy. What about this Zimula name? Zamula will be another Sam Morin. To be honest, the way Hextall is drafted. He's going to be another Sam Morin. Montreal defenseman. No offense to Sam Morin if you're listening. <laughs> what about Montreal defenseman Ben Chirot? Uh Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed for Sandheim. Three and a half million he makes. Oh, uh, yeah. It's interesting. But what about the Not Flyers? Like, who else would you sell? Oh, yeah. Um, Dude, it's Obviously, tough. Giroux's name comes up, but Gee. I think I I love Giroux, and I don't think he would even waive his no move clause. But if he did and said yes, I want to be traded, you have to do it. But I don't think he will, and I don't. I just don't. I think so. It came out that the team there were a lot of offers for TK, and the team made a commitment to him, and they didn't want to hear any of the offers basically or you know god that go far I, yeah i think, you think a that's a possibility yeah i love tk though it's so it sucks that's the thing about sports is i hate losing like players i'm a fan I mean, of. he's like the type of player you put him on like a a good team good he's team. gonna be good he's gonna, he's gonna be, be fine exactly F- fires fans shit on him all the time it's fucking preposterous like, say he goes to like like the toronto look, look at really Mac. likes him so like yeah exactly put him on a line with Marner and Matthews holy he's gonna shit. go he's gonna be a fucking animal exactly people shat on Nat Nack all the time including ourselves with the penalties the penalties take, are bad and he's still taking penalties in Colorado let me say he that. does but he goes there and, and he he just scores a couple goals right away it's yeah. just and Konechny's like 10 times better than 
now. Now, so. I would say that maybe I think Colorado plays a way better style of play, though. Exactly, and it allows Knack to be exploit more offensive. his skills. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah, you're right. I mean, it would kind of make sense to trade the buddies, Sanheim and TK. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're close friends. Um, he can go to fucking Vancouver where uh, it also kind of sucks because it's like that's the coach. Yeah, I mean the uh, captain. <laughs> that's true. Like that makes sense. TK and Sa- like two franchises that are trying to rebuild and it do- it's not working as well as they wanted. Maybe two different homes for these players would rejuvenate the teams. Who knows? And if you're if you're Johnny Goudreau, do you come here next year? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Calgary's good this year. You might resign. Yeah, you might resign. We might be in for an eternity of, of pain and torture. Z. Dude, if we just drafted one of the Kachuk brothers, we'd be so much better off. If we did so many things. <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's not let's <laughs> not get into revisionist history right now. Yeah. But um some other post game topics. Uh maybe sometime this week, maybe the devil's game, um, we were thinking about doing uh spaces on Twitter just kind of like 10 to 15 minutes after the game, just either like, you know, being pumped because it was a sick game that we won or more likely being real Talking upset and pissed off because our team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the 10th the straight loss if we do the Devils. Time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we don't want to do spaces for every single game, but we want to find different ways to interact with fans because we know we have a certain amount of people that listen to this podcast. And then there's obviously people that follow me or Z that don't listen to this, but they interact or like with our tweets, like all of the time. So we just want to do a different type of thing to try to, you know, engage with you guys. Yeah. And hear other people. And just, you know, too. exactly. So we all have different opinions on the flyers and it's, it's fun to talk about them. So I think we'll probably try to do that sometime this week z you cool with the devils i think yeah we can do it then um just be a quick thing after the game i would do it during the game but i listen to or i watch illegal streams so i'll be a couple minutes behind and maybe i'll get spoiled by somebody talking so i don't want to do that we'll just do it after (laughs) sounds good man yeah but uh you got anything else or should we call it Breaking news, just after we stopped recording last night, the Flyers have officially, er, not traded, fired Elaine Vigneault and Michelle Therrien. Z, what are your initial thoughts? They had to do something. Um, They were just an abysmal, embarrassing loss last night to the Lightning after, you know, Chuck put a vote of confidence in the coaching staff last week in his press conference and blamed it mostly on the players. Well, the players aren't playing well. The team looks like shit. They're not even like like competing. They just like look like shit. So you don't want to go on a ten game losing streak. They're at eight now. The only thing you can do is fire the coaching staff. And you know they fired Vigneault and Terrian, um, and he kept Yo on the staff. Not really surprising because Yo was kind of his guy in uh, uh, Minnesota. And also he just said like he had like a gut feeling that like Terrian had to go to Fletcher. So, I mean, I think that was the right call given how bad the power play was. And like, you know, you sprinkle some power play goals in here and there and the, all those losses and then maybe they're not all as bad. 
yeah, he called it a gut feeling. I think Michelle that's what I heard. To. Yeah. <laughs> what about a necessity? Yeah, that's. Yeah. They're a package deal. Those guys. I mean, you don't want to shit on them the, the whole time after firing. No, them. you you can't. Yeah, I guess he has to use specific wording. But you know what's yeah, funny it, is it was only two and a half years. Of yeah, AV. and it I also like saw longer. stuff that AV never really had a full season just because well, yeah, of the COVID, COVID and year. all that. Well, I was a believer that 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 February to March, that six week stretch in the 2019 20 season before the COVID break, that was like the outlier. That was the best they could possibly play, and they were playing that way, and that wasn't sustainable. And that's just like like what we've seen is what they are under this. <laughs> no, yeah, I completely agree with you, and I find it funny because as we record this additional segment today, uh, we were literally talking all. Uh, last night just about you know what to do with the coaches with the strategies who's technically available if we were to fire coach uh the coaches if any at all and of course you know day after we record you know chuck breaks the news and uh, the vibes were really low or real low last night and you know after today's news i feel a lot better and i'm sure you do too about this team's future because you know it's better than doing nothing at this point um you know we still not might not be that great of a team in the short term but hopefully over the next couple of weeks after we get past this shitty stretch you know basically after tonight after we play the avalanche um hopefully schedule lightens up a bit and you know mike yow or yo depending on (laughs) who you are can uh, help implement a better system to help this team succeed yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do with a one-day like turnaround and you're going back-to-back and you're playing Colorado. Um, but, you know, he said in his little presser he had with Chuck that he's not focusing on, like, systems or making changes going into this game. He's focusing on the attitude coming in. And, hey, man, like, when people – when coaches get fired, usually that just lights a fire under the team's ass and they, like, rattle off a few good games. We'll see. Like – who do you think's getting the call tonight? Obviously, when you uh, everybody hears this episode, uh, the game will probably already be on, yeah. if not over. But just for our sake, you think Carter gets the nod again after yesterday? Uh, I, feel I like heard I that Jones was supposed to start and that he would start. Um, Interesting. That was as of last night. I'm not sure if that's changed. I guess it was a scheduled start, so they're not gonna. Yeah, they have a, go away from that. What like four more games this week? Three more games? in like five days or something yeah they got one wednesday then friday saturday so yeah maybe letting carter carter will probably take the next two yeah after tonight let him take the ones that you have a chance of winning (laughs) right uh who do you um sorry uh who do you think since now that we know that they're fired and that the you know changes are happening who do you think will be hired as you know a defensive or offensive coach i know today I tweeted out about Danny B, and I uh, tweeted at Rick Tockett as well. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know honestly if Tock would want to leave his TNT job to like come deal with this team midseason when you don't know what they are. You don't know if they're going to blow up next year, and then you got to coach through a rebuild with like coaches never really last through those. You don't really want to be coach. You want to be coaching a competitive team. So, it's tough. Like. I'm kind of over the uh, the older like coaches like Tortorella and even like Boudreaux. Some people want to Boudreaux, but like 
we need a they new had age their time. hockey coach. Um, the game's totally changed, and this team isn't good enough to like play a super super defensive style. You need to like kind of let you know let TK be TK, let Farabee be Farabee. Even though he's a, more of a two hundred foot player, you need to like unlock some more offense. Like, I'm totally cool with like scoring a shit ton and letting up a ton of goals, but winning games. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But you we need to fix the power to score, play, so that's an issue. The power play is one of the main things that need to be fixed. Just because going into playoffs, you know, penalties are scarce. You're not going to get a lot of calls, but when you do, it is such a big advantage. And if you can score playoff goals, playoff power play goals, that can be the difference maker in a series. Exactly, and I mean, we were talking about it earlier. They have like a 10% power play percentage so far. I think this it's up season, to like 13 is... now, but they're they dropped down to 30th in the league. Okay. I After mean, so the Lightning game, they scored a power still, play goal last night. Still absolutely atrocious. Um, I might have said it before in an earlier episode, but one of my favorite coaches growing up playing hockey, he, he had like a phrase. He, he said, you have to score at least one power play goal a game to have a chance at winning. And if you don't, then your chances immediately decline from there. So if you're thinking statistically, you know, you, know, you, just, you just have to score at least one a game. And the Flyers have consistently not been doing that so hopefully with the coaching changes that's something that will start to improve um there's been a lot of power plays we've had so it would take a very good stretch to increase that 10 percent, or i guess it's 13 now up towards 20 but you know as long as we start fixing those you know little things here and there yeah. whether it's just personnel or strategy on the power play or just strategy for five on five whatever in general i think i think things will start to improve yeah and so apparently uh daryl williams one of the assistant coaches who stayed on is going to be or ran the power play meeting tonight uh for tonight's game so he's going to be running the power play so i don't know i don't really know much about him i know he was on Vigneault's staff in new york um but who knows if he's more of an offensive guy or, i don't know but hopefully they we see like a lot of movement like we said and uh, just at least just trying having different a, things. Having a pro- having having a goal. Like we we talk about, like what's their goal on the power play? They don't have a goal. Like on and, and I mean goal as in terms of like what you're trying to do. Like where are you trying to get? Who are you trying to get the puck to? Like exactly. on on the Capitals power play, they're trying to get the puck to Ovechkin, right, for the one timer. But if they mm-hmm. can't, they got Oshie in the bumper. They got Carlson at the point. They got Backstrom when he's healthy. They got Kuznetsov. They have like uh, Wilson in front of the net, causing mayhem. So they they have a number one option, and when that option's not there, they have a B, C, D, and E option. The Flyers have no options. Like, what are they doing? They're just passing it back and forth on the perimeter, waiting for nothing because no one's moving. There's no traffic in front. There's no open guys. I think a guy that they. I mean, he definitely has started to be utilized on the power play, but I think Morgan Frost is the type of player that you can tell he has that unique pass-making ability where he's going to make plays and make passes that basically no one else can other than maybe Claude. Yeah. So I would, I'd I would also like to like see to him see utilized. <laughs> Frost? Because he does have a sneaky shot. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, then I would foresee him as like a you know behind the net half yeah, boards type player. So like, who is Frost passing it to? Because you know what I, I mean. Know. There's no trigger yeah. man. There's no trigger yeah. man on the power play. He can't pass it into the back of the net. Yeah, I don't know. That's all. Those are all tough decisions that the new coaching staff is going to have to make. Yeah, I mean when 
Wade Allison's healthy and comes on the team, he can be that trigger man. I mean, we talked about how Farabee wasn't really tried as a trigger man in that spot. He's been mostly a guy which is crazy. On, the, on the half boards or on the on the point, which is ridiculous. Um, You're I right, though. I, I have noticed that the Flyers' power play, I know this is a coaching segment and it goes right to the power play, but that's what it tends to tends to happen. Um, you do notice how they just pa- they basically just pass it around the ice. It's that or they're struggling to Enter control the, the puck and they constantly are just whipping it around the boards trying to get it to another player on the other side of the ice. And then they're constantly, you know, there's already like a guy or two on top of that guy. Then like that guy tries to whip it back around. It's the same fucking thing over and over Constantly outnumbered on their own power play too, like in the corners. It's nuts. It's ridiculous. So we'll see. Hopefully though. we see uh, some improvements tonight or yeah, this week at least when they get like a couple days to practice. Yeah. My front runners would be, I would love the Flyers to at least hire Danny B as the offensive guy for the rest of the season. Doesn't have to be the long-term approach, but he's already, he's already working within the organization. Why not let him sit on the bench and tell his old buddy Claude and Coots what to do? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just someone, I mean, we knew AV didn't like young kids, right? Young players. And he wanted yeah, to play a certain I way. I think Someone I to unlock the potential of the young players. We had too many, like, old school coaches which brings me back to that robin laner tweet we've talked about on previous episodes where he said avi's a dinosaur coach who treats people like robots or players like robots and not like people which i can see how that is i mean the quote is still very far far out yeah but i understand what he's getting at like av is stuck in his ways and he won't change his strategies which we clearly have seen so in a way, Robert Leonard was right. About the drug dealing, not so much, but <laughs> maybe the coaching strategies, he was correct. Yeah. So they did something. They did something they had to do. They did probably the only thing they could do this soon. And uh, we'll see if it changes anything. Then we'll know. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I'm just happy it's finally happened. All right. We'll take everyone back to last night's recording and end, up, end, the, end the episode. Now let's wrap it up, man. That was a fun episode of Tie My Skates. A lot of- <laughs> You're going to call it fun? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, today knowing we had to do this, actually, I was I was just not looking forward to it. But like you, d- you do have to talk about these things because like, there's still things that need to be done. And if the Flyers are to change the course and be a good team at some point you know we got to talk about it we got to you know suggest ways yeah and for, but, um, mostly it's just therapy getting the shit off our chest yeah <laughs> frustrating though you know you can't, you can't yeah. bottle it all in but anyway that wraps exactly. up this episode of time my skates please like comment and follow on twitter and instagram at time my skates pod and listen anywhere you get your podcasts i'm z he's drunk ready we'll see you guys next time mm-hmm.